my friend's name's Francisco, and he's a podcaster. Paul? I can't believe you're making me say this. <laughs> he works as a captain of a time-traveling vehicle. Thank you. Uh, and uh, speaking of which, let's fire up the time circuits for this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Cool. Hello. Reflux capacitor. Fluxing. Crew. Stations. Scanning for. City slickers. 1991. Prepare to rewind in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and video games from 15 or more years ago. You can find this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 107, where there are links to contact us and vote on the movies we cover. There's also a Patreon link if you'd like to be one of our awesome patrons helping fund the show alongside Brian Keating, Deborah Powers, Jared Holzhauer, Chris Cowan, Patrick Hicks, Michael Kelso, Diego Avila, and a secret patron as well. Thank you all so much for your support. It means so much. And... Also, want to thank uh, this episode was again sponsored by my brother Katek Ruiz, who yeah. kept us, uh, you know, gave us plenty of steer and cows so we could make plenty of hamburgers and steaks. Cattle. Cattle, yes. We drove beefy in trucks. Um, my name is Francisco Ruiz. I'm a dad, designer, and just a dude driving. <laughs> and I've, All right. And I predicted that City Slickers would be a nostalgic movie. All right. <laughs> I am joined, you hear him there, by my good friend and co-host, Paul the Master Interrupter Powers. Hi, Paul. Hi, Francisco. Hey. Uh, my trivial question for you is thus. The story that Billy Crystal tells about his best day of going to a Yankee game with his father is a true story from his childhood. Oh, cool. He notes at one point that I still have the program. Not only does he really still have it, but he got Mickey Mantle to autograph it twice. Once wow. at the game that day when he went with his dad, and once again some 20 years later on a talk show they are both guests on. Oh, wow. Paul, whose autograph that you have is your favorite? And I may have asked you this before, but it could change. So That's interesting. I, I don't know. Darn it, because I have so many. I know. Well, so that's too hard be, to choose. It can only be someone you've met, like like you oh, got met in person. person. Yeah. So, oh, that's not still when you tough. bought. Like, a yeah, 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 yeah. I understand. Um, darn it, that that's too hard of a question. Because <laughs> uh, each one was so unique in in itself. You know, it's hard to pick one over another. Okay. Uh, how about Paulie Vlad- Shore was the most disappointing in person, oh. but I'm still glad that it, I got his signature. How about uh, this in this past year? We'll narrow it down that much. Yeah, I think I only got two this past year, okay. and that was a tie. So <laughs> that was between um, uh, Katie Lee, who I had her sign um, my uh, Indiana Jones and the La- uh, Temple of Doom poster because she nice. did a voiceover of the young sultan or the young kid in charge um she she's a uh look her up yeah she's a voiceover actress who's in a lot of like disney cartoons and stuff Mm -hmm. she's awesome and then also with that i got uh, the original michelangelo animated uh townsend coleman's uh signature nice on a turtles dvd cover so that was fun oh very cool all right, all right. Sorry, that's a long answer. That's that's fine. Those are interesting to hear. Very cool. Um, now I have you to thank for that, by the way, Francisco. Oh, well, so thank yeah. you for letting you me know about that convention. And uh, I got your back, I, Paul. I got yeah. your back, and your autographs apparently. Um, <laughs> Paul, apparently, what was, I owe you. What was your prediction for City Slickers? Well, thanks for asking. Uh, yeah, I sometimes I, remember. <laughs> I predicted classic. Classic. Okay. And we are joined once again by our ship's clergy, Valerie Powers. Hi, Valerie. Hi. Hi, uh, Valerie. I just want to let you know, one more episode and you'll be uh, promoted to chief clergy. clergy so, like, Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> Something to shoot for. You know, you got to have goals in this new year. Um, but uh, Valerie, thanks for coming back to the show. 
Uh, my trivial question for you is, is this. Daniel Stern declined the writing lessons offered for the movie in order to better convey his character's inexperience at horse riding. Oh, um, nice. Valerie, have you ever taken horseback riding lessons? And if not, would you want to? No, I haven't. And at this point, I wouldn't want to because I've tried horseback riding three, t- at least three times in my life. Uh-huh. And I probably should have taken lessons, but I didn't. And so all three were bad experiences. Oh, sad day. So I, I feel like I am cursed or something. Oh. <laughs> Maybe I'm, not, I'm not meant to be a horseback rider. Like, I like horses, but I don't think I'm meant to ride them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have no desire to try that again. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, well, thanks for sharing that and bringing the show down. Jeez, no, just kidding. Um, but <laughs> appreciate you coming back to the show. What was your prediction for City Slickers? Classic. Classic. Very nice. So we'll see if those uh, predictions hold true. But... Uh, that'll come toward the end of the show. Paul, will you please uh, tell us wh- tell us, and also tell Alice uh, what we'll be doing this time? Hey, Alice, let's have a roundtable discussion on the movie City Slickers, including so what we liked and, and most importantly, what we liked most, and then also what we disliked and also most importantly, what we disliked most about <laughs> this movie. And then we'll come back for some feedback and announcements. And we'll give our final ratings also of classic. Oh, that would probably be helpful. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. All right, Alice, whenever you've uh, found City Slickers in the movie game Time Continuum, let us know. Alert, alert. Approaching target. Spoilers incoming. Establishing analysis vector. Turning 39 wasn't the end of the world. You know what I found yesterday? Hair in my ear. It just felt like it. Go and find your smile. Welcome to the Stone Ridge. What do you think? I think you look like one of the village people. Came out of your city slickers? Yeehaw! You're gonna go home, cowboy. Uh-oh. Hey, moonwalk! I'll hold her down. You deliver the calf. You know, this was not in the brochure. Billy Crystal. <laughs> Woo! Well, I wish the kids could have seen that. City Slickers. Rated PG-13. <laughs> Coming June 7th to a theater near you. Yes, it's coming June 7th to a theater near us, but not really because it's in the past. Uh, much like our memories are from the past, and here is what we remembered all cobbled together and hodgepodge uh, in a timey-wimey, mind-meldy type of way. Uh, here's our mind-meld synopsis of City Slickers. Billy Crystal is having a midlife crisis, meaning he feels totally lame in his corporate job and thinks he can find his manhood at a dude ranch cattle drive with a couple of his buddies. So several friends go on vacation to a ranch to get away from the stress of city life. They get more than they bargained for, and hilarious antics ensue. Like when Billy meets old man Boss Grissom from Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Old man Curly tells Billy he needs to find one thing. Also, Billy helps deliver a calf under the guidance of Curly, who then kills the mother and dies himself. Billy and others need to get the cattle to the ranch. They were going to without Curly. Billy Crystal finds his one thing and goes home with his midlife crisis over. Um, on the whole, that was right, but a lot of the details there were not quite accurate. Sorry, Boss Grissom, you lose again. <laughs> uh, Paul, will you tell us? You know, give us the technical details of like production, who was in this movie, how much it made, etc. City Slickers is rated PG-13 and was released in theaters in the U.S. of A. on June 7th of 1991. So it's a summer movie. Pretty nice. fitting. Yeah. It's directed by Ron Underwood and stars Billy Crystal, Daniel Stern, Bruno Kirby, uh, Helen Slater, who is the uh, Supergirl mo- in, uh, if you ever seen Supergirl. Yeah, I, like I, when we saw this, I turned to my wife, Christy, and I'm like, I know her from something. Do you know her where she's from? And she said several things. I think she even said Supergirl, but I was so in sort of a contemporary mindset. I thought she was talking about the latest one. I'm like, no, yeah. I haven't seen that. But no. then when I yeah. went and looked myself and saw the poster, I'm like, oh, right. She was yeah. in that. Yeah, older Supergirl now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Jack Palance, uh, Noble Willingham, Tracy Walter, and even a very young... Oh my gosh! Oh, Jake Gyllenhaal. 
Yes, indeed. <clears throat> and uh, several people from uh, this m- production, both both behind and in front of the camera, um, worked on movies that we've also covered on past uh, episodes of the show. Ron Underwood, uh, who directed this movie, also directed Tremors, which was uh, RetroRewindPodcast.com. 23, let me guess, 23. 23, very good, Paul. Wow, yes. I'm, I'm impressed. Uh, Daniel Stern was also in Home Alone, which was slash 71. Jack Palance was, as Paul, I think Paul's memory uh, alluded to, was in 1989's Batman, which was slash 57. Uh, Tracy Walter, who played Cookie in, in City Slickers, was also in 1989's Batman, again, slash 57. And he was also had an uncredited role in Independence Day, which was Ooh. slash 16. Uh, Noble Willingham, who is the ranch owner uh, in this movie, he was also an Ace Ventura pet detective, which was slash 37. And Bill Henderson, who played the dad dentist uh, and unfortunately was among those that 2016 seemed to have a vendetta against um, because he passed away this year. Or last year, I guess, I should say, because this is coming out. This is 2017 now. Yeah, I didn't realize that either. Um, Back in April, I think, of 2016. Anyway, he was in Maverick, which was slash 38. And he also played, uh, this is an episode we've done, but Paul and I did a commentary for our patrons who, if you, if you're, uh, support us on Patreon, you can have access to this, but he was in the movie Clue. He was the cop in Clue. If any of those movies sound like movies, oh, I didn't know you guys covered that. I'll go check that out. Hopefully that helps you find other movies we've covered. Uh, anyway, Paul, how did this movie do at the box office? Well, the budget of this film was about $27 million, and it went on to gross only about $180 million. Only? <laughs> yeah. Wow. With about uh, $60 million in rentals alone. That is marvelous. Good job, City Slickers. Uh, I'm sure there's a reason for that, uh, and we Maybe might not. talk about some of those reasons in when we, as we talk about the things we liked about this film. And we'd like to start with our guest, Valerie Powers. What did you like about the movie City Slickers, Valerie? I'll start with the music. I love the music. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fun and inspiring, and, and I just really enjoyed it oh wow i didn't really notice i'll have to i i didn't really know if i watch either. this movie again i'll i may have to look for that yeah i mean i remember it <laughs> feeling westerny the music but i don't i yeah it didn't sort of strike out to me but that's awesome that you like the music very cool uh let's see uh paul what was something you liked i liked well something to go along with the music was the animation title sequence at the beginning oh cool i suppose what what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> I'll I'll talk about I'll be talking about that sequence later. I had now, something different and I th- enjoyed the difference. All right, all right. I liked it. I think Sorry. You, you also like that Honey I Shrunk the Kids uh Yes. Intro it was too. probably by the same people. It looked very similar, yeah, in, in sort yeah. of overall animation style. Um what did you think of that sequence, Valerie? It was okay. <laughs> I yeah. I yes. I <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, let's see. Something I enjoyed about this movie was it's it's amazing to me how the birthday party at the toward the beginning of the film where uh, uh, Lisa Simpson comes in and tells uh, <laughs> Daniel Stern's Phil that she's pregnant or she's late. She's late. Um, yeah. That whole scene, how that sort of the chaos then ensues after that. It's so uncomfortable, but at the same time, the movie manages to make it be very humorous. And I, yeah. I admired that because I, that seemed like a very cringe where like, I don't really want to watch this, but at the same time is, is quite funny, especially how Daniel Stern portrayed, portrayed himself in that, um, not portrayed himself, portrayed Phil. Uh, did, did that scene call out to either of you? Or did it yeah, just make you go, eh? No, I, it, it was interesting. It was kind of like a, a train wreck that was hard to look away from. But it was like, oh, yes. show me more, but it's not gruesome. You exactly. know what I mean? Yes, exactly. Good, good way to yeah. describe it. Uh, let's see. Let's go back to Valerie. What's something else you enjoyed about City Slickers? 
I loved Norman the Calf. Oh, <laughs> yes. He was in, he made it better, and he made the whole movie better. I especially like that we actually get to see him being born. They really showed a live birth. Well, and I, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, according to IMDb, the, the seeing him stand up, that was a newborn calf, but coming out uh, of the actual uh, uh, cow, that yeah. was a puppet, apparently. It, uh, it sure looked real. It sure yeah. looked real, but. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and um, finally, regarding the calf, I loved that he kept it in the end and saved its life. Yes, that was sweet. I did like that. Um, <laughs> did are you are, are you a cow fan or just for some reason that cow Norman was really cute and and yeah, you're able Norman, to connect? The way they did it and that particular calf. No, I'm not really a cow fan normally. Okay, <laughs> nice. Uh, Paul, did you like Norman? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was fine. Uh, I mean, I didn't dislike him. Yeah, I yeah. liked the character. Yeah, I, I liked uh, Curly a little better than the. Than the cow, though. The yes. old man, Curly. I, I would have to agree with you there. I, I, I crap did. bigger than you. <laughs> I, I did like how Norman was a good driver to or motivator for Mitch, Billy Crystal's character. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Paul, let's go back to you. What's something else you enjoyed? I enjoyed the overall story and the adventure of uh, hmm. going out and... Uh, um, you know, trying to fill a need of a midlife crisis and actually yeah. going on such a, uh, I will say it, an adventure because you know, people, there's death and birth and, and getting lost and finding your way and all that. So the overall story and I, uh, liked. Yeah. And what was amazing to me, I agree the the overall story was really well paced and yes. and and flowed really nicely and in the midst of that i was amazed that the dialogue especially between the three leads of mm-hmm. um i forget all their names but billy crystal dana stern and Kirby, and the one guy Steve nobody Kirby? ever remembers yeah <laughs> who has actually passed away i looked him up and he really yeah, he passed away in the aughts i think like 2004 or something like that now do you know what else he's been in he because he's in he's in several like uh, mobster type movies okay because his voice sounded familiar i wonder if he did any voiceover oh because he has a unique whenever he spoke you know what i mean so i looked up someone in this movie and i was like they did that that voice and it might have been him and now you totally got me curious if it uh, was Bruno Kirby, that's who it was. Yeah, Bruno, Bruno Kirby. Um, was the voice of some, yeah, it was like a cartoon character in something. And he was the voice of Stuart, uh, not, he was Mr. Stout and Stuart Little. That's all I could see. But okay. I thought it's, it's too bad because, um, I thought he had a, a unique voice that yes, was like, absolutely. But, um, I can't find it. So it must have been something else, I think. Yeah. Or think someone else in this Grissom. movie. No, it wasn't Jack Palance. But anyway, uh, what I liked about those three and in the midst of this really good story was the dialogue between them seemed so natural. I mean, it Mm. seemed like it and how it flowed from just one topic to another seemed just so genuine. And I loved that they were able to capture that. It just made their friendship seem all the more authentic. Yeah, I agree. Good. it no it no it did seem like they were friends off camera as well like yeah, oh, yeah. they they had a, a good rapport camaraderie. yeah i'm trying to think what's what's that called chemistry chemistry yeah. yes mm-hmm. yeah um did did you find that to be the case also Valerie? yeah that was going to be my next like so i don't know oh, perfect well no yeah anything to add to that yeah going off yours i almost made this my classmaker I uh, didn't, I didn't, but um, I love that there was true friendship portrayed in this movie. Ah, uh, yeah. And that um, it's between men, which I think is refreshing. A lot of other comedies, it, it sort of hints at a friendship, but there's not, there's nothing really heartfelt and serious about it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. This one, um, especially in one example, the best days, worst days conversation, I felt like they really shared their heart mm-hmm. and really listened to each other and supported each other. So I love that there was true friendship displayed in this movie. That's a good point. I want to go off what you said. A lot of the more modern movies around uh, the time of this recording, I don't know what decade you're listening this to, <laughs> but 
Hello, uh, twenty thirty five. Uh, there's a lot of bromance movies and like buddy love kind of movies out there, but the friendship seems very superficial. It doesn't seem like there's like history behind there, like long. Yeah. You know, there's very few of them that that can capture that. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, and I was going to springboard off. Uh, that also not only in this decade, but even in con- movies contemporary to City Slickers or even older. For instance, um, I felt like the friendship between the three guys and Three Men and a Baby, for instance. Yeah, I, I don't. I didn't really feel like they were the best of friends, like right. friends enough to go in on this condo or whatever they ended up making architecture. Whatever. They seem like coworkers that got along with each yes, other. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to in this movie where they 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 definitely felt like they had good chemistry and uh, uh, actual friendship. Yeah. Um. Valerie, what was what was uh, actually? Dang it! Did you have one more like Valerie? Um. Yeah, I did. You okay. Me? Well, I guess I crossed you off him. yours right after my. Okay. Yeah. Let me let me start. Uh, okay, so what was another thing though, Valerie, that you liked? Oh, um, the river rapid scene at the end. I I love that they survived it together, all four actually, even the calf. They yeah, they all yeah. get um banded together at the end and kind of saved each other's lives, and I I loved it. I thought it made it much more special. So, but you didn't feel like that. I mean, I I I definitely liked that they all survived. I I felt like that was a little like Hollywood. That 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 yeah. seemed like such since they were so green to being cowboys that they would all survive that and even the Norman sur- would survive that. I felt like that seemed a little uh, unbelievable. I suppose I I believed it because okay the the cow was being swept by the river so Billy goes in after him and yeah. he gets a hold of the cow and can't quite get out of the river so Daniel Stern is able to capture him, but no, there's someone that needs to pull him. I think it worked okay. logistically. Though I did notice you see them like grab hands and they're all like sort of holding each other, Captain America Yeah, style. right. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite that, but yeah. I know what you mean. Um, and then they go from that to cutting to pretty much Billy Crystal and the calf up on the shore. Yeah. They don't see any like, because that seemed like, how are, they don't seem like, Again, they don't seem like Captain America. They can just pull, like Bruno Kirby could just pull these two guys in and a calf, but whatever. It, it was the calf that did it. Oh, oh, the calf finally learned how to swim and got them. And, uh, and muscle up and bring I them see. Uh, adrenaline. Adrenaline. The calf yeah. got adrenaline. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. That explains About it all. time he grew up. <laughs> oh, my God. He, he's a beefcake, I suppose. Oh. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Paul, what's something else you liked about the movie? This was almost my classic maker. It's got lots of it's those, such apparently. a hair. Yeah. This was my this was my classic maker until recently, but okay. this was just like a it's like right there with it. Uh-huh. And this is the character of Ed. We were just talking about uh the actor uh Bru- Bruno Kirby. Bruno. Yeah. His drive and determination I found really inspiring. Oh, wow, yeah. He's like, you know what? I'm going to... He was the one that stood up, and there was a couple moments where he said, no, I'm going to take care of this situation. Mm -hmm. And and even when they yelled at you, you're a sporting goods salesman. (laughs) He says, not today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so inspiring. I loved it. Yeah, totally. Like, you can rise above your circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you did you like that character as well, Valerie? Yeah, well, not always, but I like that. <laughs> yes, I, I agree. That not always, but his determination and his drive I found very inspiring. Yeah, I, I wonder if that not always sort of comes out of something that I liked, which I really appreciated how Mitch stood up for marriage and his mm-hmm. marriage in particular and his like faithfulness to his wife when in the face of. Um, Ed's like, well, what if is the most beautiful woman? What if is an alien and she'd never find out? And I just, I'd be like, I love that Mitch said, yeah, but I would know and I'd have to live with that. And I'm like, yes, exactly. That's the point. Um, so I really like that as well. 
Uh, with that, though, I think let's go ahead and get into our classic makers, the things we loved most about City Slickers. Uh, let's have let's have Paul kick it off this time. All right. Um, I thought the overall humor was uh, enjoyable. It made watching the movie even a little more easier to get through and a little more delightful. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially at the beginning, it seemed that there was a lot of one-liners like laid across between scenes, and it was mostly coming out of Billy Crystal. Um, huh. Okay, yeah. But just, I thought the overall lighthearted humor of it all. It was kind of weird because Billy Crystal kept having all these humorous things, but his wife was like, you're so depressed. You, you know, <laughs> it's like... I, I see. I know way more depressed people than Billy. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was his humor that I think uh, uh, that if I were to revisit this movie, it's uh-huh. what I would probably enjoy the most. You know, I felt like before they got out to the ranch and started learning to become cowboys, I felt like his one-liners were a bit distracting, almost like he's yeah. trying to make this movie funnier. But yeah, after and that, it, I felt like it gelled really well. I agree, and I pro- they probably did that. It was probably like rewrites at, you know, after mm-hmm. as it's getting closer to the release. They're like, look, we got to make it funnier. We got to draw the audience in. All right, but just, so you're a classic maker. All right, all right. I, yeah, I almost... <laughs> it was almost a dislike, but <laughs> honestly, it... I, and, after a couple days of letting it veg and sit, uh-huh. I was like, you know what? It, I think it did improve the movie so okay. much that I think it's one of its better qualities. Completely fair. Uh, Valerie, what was your classic maker for City Slickers? Okay, this is one short and sweet word. And it's. I thought, why do I like this movie if someone asked me? And oh, can, can I guess? Sure. Norman. One thing. Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm kidding. Go ahead, go ahead. This is a general word. It's just um, heartfelt. The movie oh, is a whole yes. And I think that all the other things I've mentioned kind of tie into that yeah, and work yeah. together perfectly to make it heartfelt. I, and I love heartfelt movies, so that's that's the classic maker for me. Mm-hmm. And, and my classic maker definitely uh, pours out of that in that I just, I absolutely loved Curly and Mitch's dynamic uh, mm. Jack Plants and Billy Crystal. I, I thought they worked really well. I liked how they were sort of at odds at first, and then they they were stuck together and they, they worked through that. How how Mitch stood up to Curly with the harmonica, and they started singing together, and and just how in particular how watching Curly almost pass the mantle to mm. Mitch of being a cowboy, and I I liked that take on sort of passing down manhood, I suppose, mm-hmm. uh, and seeing that in film. I, I, it was, for whatever reason, it was inspiring to me to see that. So He's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so those were the things we, we love most about City Slickers. Uh, but, you know, it's not all uh, sunshine vistas and, and bringing home a herd. There's lots of, you know, shooting the mom and uh, uh, getting abandoned by your crew by the. uh, Yeah, I'm going to stop there. Uh, There's things we didn't like about City Slickers. But before we get there, we often go out to uh, social media, be it Facebook or Twitter or what have you, and ask all the people that follow us there. What do you you remember about these movies you cover, for instance, in this case, City Slickers? And how would you rate it? So this time we heard from Steve Hamilton. He said, Lord, we give you Curly. Try not to piss him off. <laughs> who is, who cookies, that was Cookie's line in the movie. That was uh, his, you googly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, Steve also said, this was Jake Gyllenhaal's first, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's film debut. Uh, and then uh, Steve also included a link to uh, Pace Salsa commercials from the 90s. That's, the whole oh, one yeah. with, New York City, which is, I, I'm sure I quote that every now and again. And I'm, I bet a lot of people have no idea what I'm talking about. I know. I remember. Yes. Uh, then Michael Withers. Oh, so thank you, Steve, for that feedback. Uh, Michael Withers said, I remember it was funny. Curly was tough. And a calf being birthed? 
Yeah, pretty on point there, Michael. Thank you for the feedback. Uh, Eric Purcell said, I remember Jack Plants doing those one-handed push-ups at the award show. Because <laughs> yeah. apparently he, he won an Oscar, I believe, yes. for Best Supporting in this. Um, yes. And also uh, Glenn Farrell agreed with Eric on that. A lot of people did. He got a lot, a lot of likes. <laughs> yes. Uh, then uh, Danae Berg said, Norman. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, thank you, Danae. And also Eric, too. Uh, Becky Williams said, this was not in the brochure. <laughs> thank you, Becky. Uh, Chad Reiser said, uh, there's going to be bursting. <laughs> Thanks for that, Chad. And finally, uh, Marty Noggle McCormick said, rolling, rolling, rolling. Oh, my butt is swollen. LOL. <laughs> so thank you for that, Marty. Uh, I'm on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! All right, let's talk about the things that we wish we could take a vacation from this movie. About that was mm. a poorly worded sentence. Uh, I'll kick us off though with things we didn't like about City Slickers by saying, "Ball." I know it was one of your likes, but that you opening did. animation uh, it's it's kind of cute. I'm not saying like it's the worst animation quality ever. I'm just saying it's better than White Helvetica over Black. It seems so superficial, so superficially related to the movie. Um, Uh, City folk. I'm watching, I'm like, why are they showing? And I get as I watch the movie, they're animating some of the past, like, experiences that these three friends have had. But I I, I feel like it sets up the movie poorly. It should have been much more Western-themed. I mean, they have the cowboy with the lasso, but that's pretty much it. There weren't much. There wasn't much else, I felt. Yeah, um, I can, that's a valid point, but I wouldn't say I disliked it because of that. No, and okay. I'm not saying you have to dislike it. I'm just saying I oh, disliked okay. it for that point. Well, that's uh, too bad. I, I did... Uh, like I mean, I thought Honey I Shrunk the Kids was a bl- bit better tied to the movie. Mm-hmm. If you want an example of some that I think worked a bit better, but again, but I, not by much. But not by much. No. Uh, let's see, uh, Valerie, what's something you didn't like about this movie? You had lots of likes. Did you have any dislikes? Oh yeah, uh, some people might laugh at this, but I did not like that. <laughs> that they made light. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. The, the thing, uh, light of the bull run. Oh, the, you know, the beginning, they go to the bull run. Why is that a and, uh, bad thing? I, I, I guess I'm. Well, because people die in that event. It's a real event and people die every year. And I wish that it didn't exist. And they, they made it. Oh, seem I like see. It okay. Now the one guy did get hurt, but that's another thing that bugs me related to that is uh-huh. that the way he got hurt, the way, the way the camera showed it, he would probably never have walked again. And oh, by really? the time they get on the plane, by the time they get on the plane, he seemed totally fine. Well, he had that big so cushion in his weird. rump, but yeah. Okay. But I felt it was unrealistic and, uh, again, made light of what he, they were doing. He wouldn't be able to ride a horse later that year. Oh, yeah, good point, so. good point, good point. <laughs> no, so, I, yeah, I think that's a very dangerous event, and I don't like that they made, made light of it. Oh, okay. I, I, you know, I've never done any research about that, but okay, cool. I, that makes a lot of sense. It yeah. might ch- spoil this movie to me next time I watch it. Might even spoil this rain. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up, Valerie. Jeez. Um, <laughs> uh, Paul, what's something you didn't like? Um, I thought when Billy Crystal said hello, he said that like four or five times. Right? And I was like, As, why? Is that his shtick? Oh, Does he say that in a lot of his Or movies? is that just this his character? <laughs> or I thought it was... Okay, I can understand once or twice, but he kept... Um, saying it, so yeah. it just got on my nerves a little bit, but maybe, but I liked it back in the day. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, here comes my mom. Hello. <laughs> yeah, it's his, that's what I thought. It's his trademark from his stand-up okay. comedy, okay. which is totally pulling him out of character. It's like, he's not Billy Crystal, he's Mitch. Yeah. Uh, but he's being Billy Crystal. Yeah. So, it's like, I don't know. I liked I, the weird thing is, is when this movie came out, I liked it. In fact, in one of my computer 
um, sounds, you know, back in Windows 95 and 98, they had all these sound packages. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of, one of the things, I had it on randomize. And uh-huh, uh-huh. One of the sounds, whenever a program opened, it was Billy Crystal saying, hello. <laughs> nice. So maybe I just heard it too much on my computer. And oh, then maybe. This is flashbacks, traumatized. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dial up. <laughs> was that something that was off to you, Valerie, or it's, it didn't bother you at all? It didn't bother me. Okay. Uh, I was sort of in, the, in Paul's camp. It, I, after a, a few of them, I'm like, why are you doing this so much? But thank you, Deb, in the background for uh, letting us know that that was his trademark. That that makes more sense. I don't think it's But then it makes it worse. Yes. I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you, Paul. I'm just saying it's good yes. to know that's, that's the impetus for yes. that. And I'm glad I'm not alone. You are not. Never. <laughs> um, let's... Let's go back to Valerie. What's something else you didn't like? I thought that there was uh, unnecessary language in sexual humor, and I know that sometimes that makes sense with the plot and you know serves it hmm. some mm-hmm. purpose, but I didn't really feel like it did in this one. Great gobs of goose stuff. You know, I did notice more cursing than whatever was the last time I'd watched it, though I, I may have watched it on TV last time I saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I feel like it would have been just as enjoyable if right. half, if not more, of the of the uh, vulgarity was taken out. But mm-hmm. I suppose that I, I don't remember too much sexual humor, though. Maybe I'm just well, the guy talk. Like I know that's pretty normal for guys, but I wish it wasn't. Okay, so, yeah. To me, it was stereotypical to have them, you know, joking about sex and mm-hmm. looking at the the beautiful girl, and you know, immediately talking about sex. You know, but it's, it. it's just a painting. It's just a painting value. No, I, I totally understand. What you're no, the, I think or this art. movie art, could so have been PG rather than PG thirteen. Yeah, if it weren't oh, for totally. the language. Yeah, good point. Um, maybe they're trying to be like sneakers, though. They wanted to get the the teenagers into this movie about man midlife crisis. Totally makes sense. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, something else I didn't like. <sighs> The whole ice cream flavor after dinner scene—that's what I was about to say next. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I I like it. It's fun, but it's totally just silly and ridiculous. Silly. It's out of. It didn't seem to make sense to be included in the movie. It's like one of those things. It's like it felt like a deleted scene, like something you yeah. just cut. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it's fun in the moment, but it's like this didn't really add to much. Uh, and I think afterwards they kind of redeemed it by saying how silly it all is, but it was weird that they, they made it, tried to make it so intense at the beginning when, you know, it wasn't. And it's just like, what are you doing? You're wasting our time. Yeah. So Paul, yeah. that was something else you disliked. You said, yes. Disliked it so much that no, you I was, know? that was a bonus. I was going to throw you off unintentionally. Oh, okay. I see. I see how it is. Uh, I was throwing a bonus dislike in there you know for what? you, fellow dislikers. A, a lot of the time, you're a good first mate, but sometimes... <laughs> sometimes I'm a great one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah, that's just something else I didn't like. I think now, though, uh, let's go ahead and uh, wrap up our dislike section with our tra- our tragic makers, the things we hated most about City Slickers. Uh, and you know, I'll, well, no, I just went. So Paul, what's your tragic maker for city slickers for a movie called city slickers? Where was the city? At I the mean, beginning. come on. And at the end, uh, no, nah, all right. That's a joke. Anyway, um, <laughs> what I hated the most, and I thought it was ridiculous. Okay. At the end, when they bring in the cattle and everyone's cheering and they're cheering and then they do a, a, a shot as each one gets their own shot as they're riding up on the horse and they have there's like great pride and it's like each one focuses it focuses on each of the guys for a few seconds and they're like putting their shoulders back with their heads held high and it's like they've taken great pride in what they've just done that I found so annoying it's like it you don't have to be boastful or prideful. You can cheer, yeah, but it's like it. It just reminded me of like, don't be too, pr- don't be so proud of yourself. Like, 
there is times to be you know it's time it's good to cheer but don't don't think you're that great you know what i mean um uh, you know agree you don't agree no go ahead uh, I didn't mean to well oh no i was just gonna say i i I don't remember them cheering for themselves all that much. I remember everyone else being excited that they made it back and being really happy about that, but I don't remember them. I don't remember them cheering either. I think I wish they maybe I guess I wish they would have cheered instead of being all like, "Yeah, look what I just did." That's weird. I am not remembering this. That's all right. You okay. don't need to. <laughs> but that I guess okay if that's the thing you had most. I I understand why you would hate that the most. Uh, it just seems it just reeked of pride and. And arrogance to me. Okay. That it was, it, I wish that they would have focused more of them celebrating. Uh, okay. That, that figures. The, the, wait, wait, wait. Love, go ahead, Val. I love that scene. And I, the way it was done, I was excited for them. And I, I felt like they had accomplished an amazing thing. And so they had a right to be happy. They did. But then, sorry to get all religious on 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 here and stuff but Did it reminds you hear me last episode i totally went there. <laughs> but it reminds me of the verse how god opposes the proud and yeah. everything and uh-huh. it and it reminds me it reminds me of that joke of where it's it's like uh man uh and scientists they finally are have enough of god and they they're going their own way and they're like god we don't need you anymore in fact we can make our own life now and we can um and so they challenge God to a, a, a life duel. Okay. So uh, the the scientists uh, they go and they go gather up some dirt to make life from, and they they try to get some other things. And uh, as they bring it forward, God says, "Get your own dirt." <laughs> <laughs> you're you're not a self made man. You, you know, there's always help far more than you maybe think there are. So just yeah. try to be humble about it. Okay, that's fair. I. So, but it sounds like uh, both with me not remembering and Valerie's take, we didn't, it didn't really stand out to us as being super proud. Yeah, and I would, I, I'd be, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm the only one. Okay, uh, Valerie, what's your tragic maker for City Slickers? I thought that there were confusing references, which bugs me whenever I find that in a movie because. If I don't get it, which I didn't, then it pulls me out of the movie and it makes me feel like I'm out of the loop. Oh. And there was something said, like, I think it was Mitch who said something about deliverance. Now, I don't know if that's a movie or what, but I have no idea what it is. Oh, it's a movie. It is a movie. I've never okay. seen it. I just, I know it's it's very disturbing, I guess. Yeah. Like, you so don't want to be. We wouldn't get the joke. You know? well, a lot of people have seen that movie. Yeah. And and a lot of people know of it enough. I I mean I got the joke in a sense, um, but I can see a lot, especially nowadays. Oh yeah, very, nowadays uh, it would be very uh, anachronistic. Well, then it dates the movie. Then yes, it does definitely. Yeah, which and then they said something about Gene Kelly again. I I mean I've heard of Gene Kelly, but I didn't get the joke. It's dated, <laughs> isn't that? Uh, these kids don't know. Well, isn't that older movies? Didn't you say like Norman was like singing? He wants to sing in the rain, or oh, he's Gene Kelly because he's singing in the rain, right? Norman was wanted to be on the rain. I think that's that's what it was. was. Yeah, because I saw it with my mom, and she knows who Gene Kelly is, and I do too. And he's like, "Okay, don't be Gene Kelly." And I'm like, "We were like, what does he mean by that? I don't know." But you know, so we went on with the movie. Wow. Yeah. But it's because I, he was singing in the rain. I don't okay. know who Gene Kelly is. I've never seen Singing in the Rain, and I got that. Come on, guys. Pick up your your uh, whatever it would be that uh, allow you to do that. <laughs> I, I'm going to puff up my chest. Good job, Francisco. There we for, go. For getting the there we go. All right, so I'm taking over as captain now, uh, defuncto style. Give me that steering wheel back. <laughs> defuncto style. Got to bring back Defunco. <laughs> okay. Let's All grab right. this well, nosedive. Yeah, um, sorry. That's okay. I'll just share real quick my my tragic maker, which was the idea that Phil gets a do-over seems pretty naive. Like, I, I mean, I've never been divorced, so I, am, I have no idea what that's like, especially divorced with kids. I, I mean... So I can't really speak to that. I, I would don't know imagine. if they have kids. Yeah, they? They, they, say that, yeah, they, oh, they, okay. they say they have kids. And so I would 
I would imagine. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a duo. You don't get your youth back. Yeah, I mean, because they have kids, and he, his work is tied to the fa- to the family he's broken from. So I feel like it, to say he it's like a do-over, I mean, he can certainly, um, like, pick himself or go from where he's at, and, like, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't mean, like, he's stuck there and has to, like, go back or anything. He can start over in a sense, but it's not like he gets to start fresh. It's starting, he has to repair the, the brokenness and go from there, I guess. If that makes mm-hmm. sense, I don't know if he has to repair the brokenness. Not, but I mean, not that he has to get back himself. with his, exactly, exactly, okay. and with his kids. That that's what I meant. Oh, okay. Um, so, well, so I thought it made um, it too easy for his character. I guess just uh, say, "Oh, it's just do over, dude. It's, you're good. Don't worry about it." No, I don't mm-hmm. think so. I get what you're saying. I think you're saying there are consequences of yes, 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 the last yes. But I think they're also trying to say he can go in whatever direction he wants now without he's not just starting completely fresh. He's still going to have to, like, you know, deal with that family, you Mm -hmm. know, keep in touch with his kids and pay alimony probably and all that kind of thing. But he can go in whatever direction he wants in his own life. Yeah. But then, yes, that's entirely true. I just suppose. Like you see it's him gain in the real do over. You see him gain the taxi at the end with the with the girl rancher, oh, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, well, I mean okay. that just that just you, makes the audience buy in, or tries to make the audience buy in even more to the fact that oh oh yeah look it's gonna be totally fine for him. There's no repercussions to what he did. It's it's good. He's a super you know girl yeah. now. It, it, uh, okay. It, it's okay, Francisco, because they believe in reincarnation, and they'll just shoot him, and then they'll get a do-over. <laughs> they do? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, where did they talk about Buddhism in this? Or no, I'm sorry, Hinduism in this. I'm like, in the in the do-over. Oh my gosh! Right now, what are you doing, to me, Paul? All right. I'll say this: we do have this in common with our tragic makers. Huh. We each didn't think that other one was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we found common ground, Paul. Yeah. Uh, all right. With that, we've entered all our targeting information into the firing computer. Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. Do we rate City Slickers a classic? We'd recommend anyone go out and see this, whether or not you've seen it before. A nostalgic, we'd only recommend it to people who have seen it before. It'd be worth your time to see it again. But if you haven't seen it, if you've never seen it before, probably go find something else. Or a tragic, we'd recommend don't seek this out, whether or not you've seen it in your past. Uh, so let's begin with our guest, Valerie. Do you rate City Slickers classic, nostalgic, or tragic? Classic. Classic. Would you like to expound at all or just leave it right there? Um, I hadn't seen this movie since I sat in the theaters mm-hmm. way back. So I remember really enjoying it, but I the first half of the movie, I, I really wasn't sure whether I would still rate it as a classic because mm-hmm. I, I started noticing the little things I didn't like. Mm-hmm. But then by by the end, after all the things I mentioned that I liked, I was... I remembered why I liked it so much, and by oh, the end, nice. I was completely sold. And I thought, and I thought, this is why I liked it. So I think anyone who liked it the first, well, I think everyone should see it. Okay, <laughs> not nostalgic. So yeah, cool, very cool. So classic from Valerie, uh, which helps your prediction, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. Paul, what? How did you end up rating City Slickers? I almost rated this a nostalgic, but I wound up rating it a classic because. I think you're not fooling me. You're not going to go tragic now. I'm no, saying, no, oh, okay, no. All right. a, a classic. I think anyone, I would recommend this movie to just about anyone. Now it's not something that I say that I would say, okay, put this on your must see list. Uh-huh. If you're bored in, in your, you have faint interest. Yeah, go ahead. Check it out. But you're not missing much. If you don't see it, you know what I mean? Like it's okay to let it go. If you really don't have all that much interest. So why classic then? Because I would recommend it to just about any anybody um, would would probably like it. Whether or not almost seen it most people would, right? If they haven't seen it, you're before. just saying it's not like you haven't seen City Slickers. We're gonna stop everything right now for you to see it. It's not right, that level. right, yeah. right. Yeah, it's not go out right now and and watch it. It's exactly. not one of those. Okay, 
Nice. Okay, so two classics, both in line with your predictions. And you know what? No else is in line with their prediction. You. Not me, because I I read this a classic as well. I really enjoyed this movie. (laughs) Norman saves the day. Norman saves the day. Norman. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, it, it was a lot of fun. I, I, other than, I mean, we mentioned the things we didn't like, but I felt like those, uh, paled in comparison to all the things that I did like and the, the heart of it, like Valerie spoke to, and it, it was just a good movie. I'd recommend going out, going out and seeing it as well. So with all three of us, oh, I also want to say, uh, we went out to our, uh, Patreon, if you support us. On Patreon at the $2 level, you become part of the Rewind Republic. That's what we call it. And you get to actually vote also on these final ratings, especially in case we have a tiebreaker, which happens from time to time. You could be the deciding vote. Um, and we had two votes there, and those classic and nostalgic. So uh, this time, classic wins out. And uh, But thank you for voting, patrons. And we, But the Retro Rewind podcast rates City Slickers uh, unanimous classic movie. Go out and see this this instant or this weekend. Okay, th- this month maybe. Go out and see this, this in the next ten years. Yeah, in the next ten years. There you go. Um, uh, real quick, did you think it was weird when Billy, when the gr- the blonde girl was being picked on by the two rancher cowboys, and Billy Crystal's character was the one to go up and intervene? I thought I it was weird that his character went up rather than one of the other guys that was who are single. Uh, well, the other guy was married recently, but yeah. you know what I mean? I just thought... No, you didn't think was it was weird? Of, no, because he was a little... He was sort of the leader of his his friends. Yeah. Maybe what I thought was weird is like, I got this guy. It's like, hey, let me go try to pick her up. You guys stay in the background or something. Oh, yeah. I didn't get that sense. Okay. Yeah, I see your point. He didn't have to be the only one. Yeah. What I actually found, and this is just because of my 2017 now um, mindset, I was like, you guys think you're gonna like somehow not get a sexual harassment lawsuit penalized at you? I'm like, what are you doing right now? You're like totally a liability to your boss. Why would you be doing this? And you'll and, find out later they don't care. Yeah, they don't care. <laughs> well, I'm sure when you sue all the cow off their ranch, they would care. But um, anyway, uh, so but I back then I don't think that was litigation like proof. that was nearly uh well they had all these witnesses. Yeah, yeah, like you yeah. could get them in court. Why couldn't you? I don't know their name. They're not like special forces going off the grid people. They're just Joe Schmo radio buys time, buys air person. So. Exactly. Joe Schmo. You don't know their name. Oh my their address. How can you summon them? <laughs> Fine, Paul. Whatever. We're way out in left field of this podcast right now. Uh, wow! You could have gotten away with it. People got away with that a lot more back then. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but yeah, let's wrap that conversation up with with a nice, nice bow. All right, now that we've done our final rain, let's uh, talk about more general feedback and some uh, show announcements. Uh, Alice, will you please bring up the commsats? Commsats online, receiving incoming transmission. All right. First off, we have uh, from Diego, who's at a Latino lawyer. He said, the team at Retro Rewind Pod actually managed to increase my appreciation of Fellowship of the Ring. Wow. order. So, and, uh, and then regarding sneakers, the sneakers episode, Diego said, so thanks to the Retro Rewind Pod, I'm learning sneakers was nothing at all like I assumed it was. Jokes? I had to peg for super serious. So thank you for listening, Diego, and giving us your feedback. Glad we were able to increase your appreciation for Lord of the Rings, uh, or at least Fellowship, and also give you a a new perspective on Seekers. Maybe you'll want to see it again um, or see it for the first time. I'm not sure if you've seen it before based on that comment. Uh, But uh, anyway, thank you, Diego. Uh, Nathan James Norman of the Untold Podcast uh, was referencing our Predator episode when he said, 
a great episode to introduce you to a great podcast. Oh, wow. Thank uh, you. So thank you so much for that, Nathan. Uh, and then also regarding our Fellowship of the Ring episode, he said, I remember watching this on opening day twice. The opening Whoa. shot with Sauron looked cheesy then, and unlike good cheese, hasn't aged well. However, mm. the rest of the film is amazing. Immaculate. <laughs> So thank you for that, uh, Nathan. Uh, Patrick Kramers has a different opinion to that, though. He says, I know I'm in the minority, and I'm going to catch serious heat for this, but I find all three of these films tedious and only worth one viewing each. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Um, so be it. So be it. And that's totally fine, Patrick. Uh, and then... Wait, this- that wasn't Patrick Hicks. No, this is Patrick Kramer. Oh, okay. Patrick yeah. Hicks is a feeling film. I was like, he loves yes. all the movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I uh, know, no. but Patrick Kramer uh, guested with us. He uh, covered Ferris Bueller's Day Off with us. Oh, yes. That Patrick. Yes. yes. Hi, Patrick. Hey, Patrick. <clears throat> uh, uh, he also, and this comment was a while ago, and I neglected to share it, but it was regarding our Wayne's World episode. So apologies for that, Patrick. Uh, he said... Um, you asked about timeless SNL films. Uh, the Blues Brothers, mm. Stewart Saves His Family. Mm, no, uh, so timeless. That's where the list ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do love Wayne's World, though, and consider it a solid nostalgic movie. It's really a time capsule of the 90s, and as such, yeah. keeps it from being a classic. Mm. So, Though I think we ended up rating it classic. If I yeah, but remember. there was that argument. In yes, there, yeah. yes. Uh, so thank you so much, Patrick, for that. Uh, feedback. Uh, then Rob let us know he upvoted UHF uh, with oh. uh, Weird Al. And he also said TTTM, which I'm not quite sure what that means. you know what that means, Paul? TT. Three T's and then an M. No, I know TTFN. Ta-ta for now. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, but then, uh, so let us know what that means, Rob. Uh, but then he oh, also uh, generally Urban asks, Dictionary <laughs> says it's... No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, Rob also asks, how are you guys doing? And that just that was just really nice to ask us generally, me and Paul, and led to a really nice conversation. So thank you so much for, for caring about our well-being, Rob. <laughs> Ticket to the moon. Ticket? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Uh, let's see. Then uh, Christopher Battles said, uh, was referencing our Jaws episode when he said, after rewatching the movie, this was a fun episode to listen to today. Thank you. You're very welcome, Christopher. Thank you for that I'm feedback. glad you enjoyed it. Indeed. And if you want to leave us feedback on this episode or any other, you can do that in the comments section of this episode. Uh, again, RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 107 or... Honestly, the best places are Twitter and Facebook, which Paul will uh, share some of that later. And you can also find links to those on our website. Um, Now, some announcements. When this episode comes out, we will have locked in the next five movies we're going to do. Uh, But uh, since all I have now is what they could be when we lock them in, I'll share... uh, Actually, let me back up a second. In case this is your first episode you've ever listened to us, first off, thank you for getting this far. I hope that means you've liked listening to us talk about City Slickers. TTTM, time travel through movies. That's what we do. Oh, there you go. I like it. Uh, But again, in case this is your first episode or maybe you've only listened a few times, uh, we... City Slickers was actually voted on by you, the listener, and listeners in general. Uh, if you go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash CastYourVote, there you can vote up and down the movies you want us or don't want us to cover. You can vote on as many movies as you like, but you only get one vote per movie. Um, and currently, the top five movies, again, we will be locking in these movies after this episode drops, but say... We weren't, and these would be the next five movies we would co- we could potentially cover if we were going to lock the votes in today. Uh, first off, Space Camp is back it's at number top. one. I want to get. I mean, I was campaigning hard, and it was started to work because it was yeah, dropping I was down at number three. But no, oh, I saw it at number six. Uh, at one oh point, man, that would've been so nice. But uh, apparently, it came back up. It rallied. Yeah. <sighs> so uh, Space Camp. Hopefully that that doesn't end up being the case. But after that is Toy Story. But, 
Both then, Space Camp up. Then Hook, it's too late now. It would have been locked in or not. But Well, I guess if it fell down to maybe number 50, yeah, you could say vote it up. That's fine. Um, anyway, Space Camp, Toy Story, Hook, A Bug's Life, and Aladdin would oh, wow. could conceivably be the next top five movies we're doing. We'll see how <laughs> the voting shakes out. Disney is uh, dominating right, right now. Four of the top five. Are, is Space Camp a, a Disney movie? No. Okay. Uh, but the other ones certainly are. Yeah. Um, very good. Very good. You, oh, I thought oh. Hook was. Maybe that's Amblin Entertainment, actually. It is Amblin, just, yeah. Okay. So my my bad. Three. I'm getting that confused with Peter Pan. Tragic movie if I ever saw one. Anyway, uh, so no, go the to. animated classic. Go check out our no. No, not. yeah. I think if, you need to re-listen to our episode. Maybe rewatch the movie, Francisco. I could just re-listen to the episode, which is slash forty-six, to know whether I need to see it or not. Um, but anyway, so go vote up, the, up and down the movies you want us to cover. And with that, we have just about reached our last nap point and the end of the episode. But it's actually not the end of the show. Much like a level in like Star Fox or Super Mario World, there is more bonus content to discover. You don't need a cheat code, though. You just need to become one of our patrons on Patreon. Uh, and for as little as $1 an episode, you'll get access to our new tubes. Uh, we had some uh, fun ones this time, including some recent movies and a recent video game. Uh, we had a fun time playing our 1.21 Game Watts, or which is a game we play every episode. Uh, this time we played Erased and Replaced again. Had quite the interesting multiverse where apparently there are no longer any close-up fight scenes. There's only wide, wide, wide-shot fight scenes, which is Spoiler. great. Yeah, but there's even more than that. So uh, um, you also get pre and post-show uh, outtakes. Uh, sometimes we're looking to do a Rogue One review, like a mini review. So that would be uh, for our patrons. Uh, we do movie commentaries. So if uh, if you've enjoyed listening this far. And I've uh, been thinking about considering being a patron. Hopefully, uh, the thought of hearing even more from us appeals to you. Um, uh, so please consider being coming one of our patrons on patreon.com uh, slash retro rewind podcast. Uh, now, uh, before we do actually end up heading back to Nap Point Omega, Paul, take it away. Next time, we'll be going back to the year 1992 for the video game Mortal Kombat. But until then, you can find us on theretrojunkies.com, listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, support us through Patreon and PayPal, follow us on Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, and Facebook. But if you want to find me specifically, you can go to Mortal Kombat. PaulJPowers.com. And that's not the movie, by the way. You know that that'd be awesome if it was in the game, but that's oh, just from the movie. I'd much be rather much reviewing be rather, the, really. I'd rather much I'd <laughs> rather be reviewing the the movie than the game, and I wouldn't predict the movie is all that classic either. Oh wow, okay. Uh, a pre- little hint of what I think. I haven't played it. You just a yet, prediction. But, prediction. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Thank you so much, Paul. Uh, PaulJPowers.com. Yes, that is your website. That's but, also my name for the next five seconds. But you're more than just a website or a name. You're an awesome friend, awesome co-host. I, well, it takes one to know one. Oh, thanks. I'm so glad I get to do, do this show with you. You're you're my my fill to my Mitch. I, I mean, even though you, I'll you take have that a much as a better, compliment. Yeah, <laughs> I realize now that's not. That has no bearing on your marriage or anything like that, but just your your friendship. So, all right. <clears throat> um, and uh, oh yeah, you already told us where, where again. Do we do we find you paulpowersj.com? Paul, yeah, the letter J, powers. So P A U L T H E L E T T R J. A-Y-P-O-W-E-R-S. Got it. I also want to say a big thank you to Valerie Powers for coming back to the show. It's so awesome to have you here again. Well, thank you. It was fun. Yeah, I'm glad you had fun. Um, Where can people find you online, and is there anything you'd like to promote? Nothing I want to promote right now. Um, My email is ValeriePowers2003 at Yahoo.com. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, and you can find 
me, Francisco, on Twitter. I'm at FXRUIZX. And I want to promote my services as a web and graphic designer. Check out my portfolio at FXRDesign.com. Thank you most of all, though, you who's listening right now. We super appreciate it. Hope you're going to have an awesome 2017. This is our first episode of 2017. Um, So thank you, whether you are a new or old listener. Thank you for listening to the Retro Rewind podcast. Thank you for subscribing, supporting, sharing the podcast with your friends. If you do any of those things, it means a whole lot to us. And we pray that you experience some joy listening to this episode, especially if you had a hard day or a tiring day or um, just needed to hear something funny. Uh, But like a Pokemon trainer, we got to catch you all later on the next episode of the Retro Rewind podcast. Retro Rewind mission complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. Alrighty. Um, you know what, Paul? Mm. No way we have made this episode much better. Um, one thing. <laughs> one thing indeed. I'll uh, let you decide what that would be. Okay. You know what? <laughs> what? This has been the bed, best podcast of the day. <laughs> it has been? Yeah. You know what's been the worst? Same podcast. The same podcast. <laughs> <laughs>